covers country. Hello, it's Casey. It's Thursday. Let's cover country. So earlier this week, Maren Morris posted a photo of a ticket stub, but if you look closely, it's her audition ticket for American Idol. She auditioned back in 2007, and she wrote, My mom found my American Idol audition ticket. I didn't even make it past the first round cattle call. I wasn't into sports growing up, but this feels like the equivalent of your mom saving your 10th place trophy, which is so true. So I sort of went down this deep dive of artists that we didn't know tried out for American Idol because they never really became stars of American Idol the way Kelly Clarkson, Carrie Underwood, Gabby Barrett all have. Aside from Mary Morris, I have Kane Brown. Supposedly they told Kane that they didn't need another Scotty McCreary. They say it as if the two are common at all. I mean, they both have a low voice. They're both males in country music, but otherwise that's all I've got. Also, Chris Lane. So if you've you, you've had to see in the video, it has gone viral. Chris Lane tried out for American Idol with his twin brother, and they actually rapped. I think Chris might have been beatboxing while his twin rapped. It's complete trash. And looking back on it, definitely has to be something that producers fabricated and lined up just to make a good storyline because it's terrible. But I didn't know that Jimmy Allen was a top 50 finalist on his season of American Idol. And I've, of course, known for a long time that Hillary Scott of Lady A tried out. And she, like Marin, never even really made it to meet the judges. I don't know how American Idol works, how many um, rounds, I guess, you have to go to. So you just start out in, like, Dome and America Center. That's where I, – I think that's where Carrie Underwood came to audition. But just to make the story even more funny, as I kept reading, I found out that one person who did make it to the judges and made it all the way to Hollywood was Brittany Aldean, Jason's wife. <laughs> As I'm looking at Maren Morris's post of her American Idol audition ticket, Lindsay L. commented, and she said, This is incredible. May we not let the world tell us who we are. And honestly, amen. Let's get into the biggest stories of the week on that note. I'm loving the trend of musicians doing their own docuseries while they're on the road. I know J-Lo just put one on Netflix about the Super Bowl halftime show. And now... One of our favorite country artists of all time is releasing hers next week. She's one of the top female artists in country and pop. She was the first person to break that door open and go across the music genre. Come on. She was a strong female in country, which is hard. The women just don't make it. You'd have to take a sledgehammer to knock her down. And she'd get up. So Shania Twain. No, wait for this. I'm very excited. I think this comes out next Tuesday on Netflix. And you can, the 26th. So, yeah. I, you can bet I'm going to be on my couch that day. How has this not happened already? Right? How has she because not had I several documentaries? I don't think that she really got the credit that she deserved for a lot of years. I think she kind of, people knew that she was doing big things, but I think she got knocked a lot about switching genres from country to pop. I think she was under that controversy when her husband left her for her best friend, 
and then she lost her voice and had to get surgery and she thought she was never going to sing again so I think it was like a bunch of obstacles back to back to back now she can be celebrated properly yeah that's, what, like, that's why I love this because there's so many layers to it it's like an onion like she said the cheating the, the losing the voice everything that happened there's just so much to this story and like you see all these they get boring after a while I don't think that's going to be the case with this at all not at yeah. all no I can't wait to watch it yeah, I think it's going to be really good. I posted the teaser trailer to Facebook because you're going to see a lot of people that you recognize um, in the, I guess, diary room behind the scenes telling Shania's story, like Kelsey Ballerini. I saw Diplo in there, a bunch of names and faces that you're going to recognize. So you look like you got something to say. Yeah, I wonder with Shania, like the, the fame, the blow up and everything that's kind of come now. Do you think that's because we've seen Taylor Swift? Like, I think Taylor Swift is the closest thing we've had to Shania, somebody that is that big in multiple genres. Like, and we've seen Taylor do it and how hard it is. And I think now we can maybe look back at Shania and be like, wow, we appreciate that so much more. Yeah. Knowing that she was kind of the pioneer in all of that. I think so. On that door, for sure. For sure. Shania was my first crush, by the way. My first crush. You and everybody else. (laughs) And Taylor will give Shania credit, like, every chance that she gets. Like, I could never have made these strides if she hadn't done it beforehand, even though people weren't necessarily giving her the credit for having done that. I'm calling it now. Carrie's next album has to be a rock one. We've already talked about how she's performed a couple times with Guns N' Roses. Now she is performing, covering Ozzy Osbourne's songs. And I think one of them is actually released specifically on Apple Music if you have that streaming device. I'm pretty sure you can go find her cover of was it called Mama, I'm Coming Home? Mama, I'm Coming. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's the song title. She's really leaning into these rock influences and, like, killing it. Like, it doesn't feel awkward or, uh, like, what is she doing? It feels right on track. Like, she can really pull off the look. And if anybody's going to do a genre jump, I feel like it would be super ideal for Carrie now that she's been top tier in the country world for 20 years. Yeah, she wears it well. And I feel like a lot of uh, a lot of the country artists are going more of the top 40 mm-hmm. style, you know, the pop style. If she goes rock, I think she's really the only one in the genre that's going that way. It's like her alter ego. Yeah. Huh? I was thinking about yeah. it, like, uh, how many artists, you have the art- artists that sprinkle here and there, like Christmas music, Christian stuff, rock. Right. She does everything. She's yeah. got a gospel album, a Christmas album, plus all of her um, pop-leaning country albums. So, yeah, she's been there and she's done it all. Do you think she's just running out of options at this point? I don't know if it's that. polka in a little bit. But I think it's like the perfect point in her career to rebrand in a whole new way. Because now, like, she's done all these expected moves. Like, we know what we're going to get from Carrie Underwood. You go to her concert, you kind of understand what's going to happen when she releases a new song. It probably sounds like all the other songs. I think this is the perfect time to refresh things a little bit. And I'm sure it's probably way more fun to sing those songs than before he cheats for the thousands time. Yeah, so I'm wondering if it's going to be a whole album of covers or if she's actually going to release some original rock music. I think that would be very interesting. I assume like the the animation and the animatrix and everything that she does in her shows, the rock probably fits a little bit better than some of the country stuff. Like, yeah. I can see the fireworks, like the Jeep yeah. exploding that we talked about. Like, that's right up that rock alley. <laughs> and she's always said she likes writing songs where you kill a guy rather than songs where you propose your, or what's the word, um pronounce your love love. to them. (laughs) How could anybody have the nerve to throw a punch at somewhere as lighthearted as a Luke Bryan concert? He's just up there dancing around on stage, enjoying himself, and you're throwing punches. Come on. Well, I do understand a little bit because the 
I guess, fighters, they were in the pit. Oh, and if okay. you've ever been in a pit of a show, you know, it's very cool, but also you're shoulder to shoulder, you're bumping into people, you get to know each other really quick. I know what happened here. The guy that had the sombrero cowboy hat at Kenny, he <laughs> was at this concert. The guy that was standing in front of me showed up at Luke Bryan. Okay, well, someone threw a punch at him. Luke stopped the whole show. He was performing by dirt. He looks at these two, he says, how the hell are you going to fight? During by dirt. Dude, did you see those people upset, bro? I know somebody got the knocked out of them, though. I saw it. My birthday night. No fighting on my birthday night. Still out. Find a joint or something. Smoke a joint. I know y'all got that. <laughs> he was on one. You could tell it was his birthday. He was just letting it fly. Of all thugs, he's got a point. Why buy dirt? The most mellow. The, well, like, good-hearted. Kick the dust up, maybe, or something. Like. Right. Like, at least do it during during a song with energy. Baby, do I turn you on? <laughs> <laughs> I thought the video was super funny. I posted it to our Facebook page. I love Luke Bryan because even when something like that is going down at his show, he's still going to make it a light-hearted moment, laugh about it. Chill out. Go find a joint, he said. Just keep on moving on. Remember when Luke Combs won a couple hundred bucks on a scratch-off ticket? Yeah. Well, now you can win the lottery. Luke Combs style. Wisconsin is showing him some love because now he's got his own theme in the Wisconsin lottery. It's called, I think it's called like Living the Dream with Luke or Living Large with Luke. Living Lucky Luke Combs. Living Lucky Luke Combs. I feel... Well, first off, that song, When It Rains, It Pours, blew up so much and then definitely stood the test of, like, the last five years since it's been out mm-hmm. that I think I don't think they could have picked a better contest to involve Luke in. But it starts with a scratch-off ticket. You can win up to, like, $10,000. And then out of the winners you put into, you're getting put into a, another lottery in which you could win a trip to Nashville to hang out with Luke and go to, like, the Country Music Hall of Fame and have a whole Nashville experience with him. That would be amazing. I know. What's the tie with Wisconsin? I don't... <laughs> I think Wisconsin just got creative. Like, I think yeah. they were just the ones that came up with it. Yeah, I know sometimes they'll, like... I know the Missouri Lottery partners with, like, the Cardinals or... Right. Uh, they've, they've partnered with celebrities here in St. Louis before and in Kansas City and all that, but the, the, the Wisconsin tied to Luke Combs, I don't know. I don't think it <laughs> Maybe really has. a huge country state. I yeah. mean, think about it. Oh, that's, North, that's, we're, that's, for sure, I, I get that, but I wasn't sure if he had any ties there. Like, no, not that I head? know of. I think, a Packers fan? I think, he, I think they just had the audacity to do it, which I love. I wish, you know, if the Missouri Lottery would start something like that with Chris Jansen, I think that would be a perfect opportunity. Let's go. Yeah. Good vibes. That that would be like, I would definitely buy that lottery ticket just because of the good vibes. You know what I mean? When you love love an artist, you're like, and you see him, you're like, oh, heck yeah, let me buy that lottery ticket. If anything, whatever. Yeah. It's only $5, the Luke Combs one. Sucks that it's in uh, Wisconsin, though. Anyway, you can see photos that I posted on the Facebook page and Instagram story. Follow us at 923WIL. Maybe we should pitch some of these ideas to Missouri Lottery or Illinois Lottery. Get on it. Yeah. Who would it be? I think Chris Jansen's a home run. Fred Eldridge. Fred Eldridge, let's go. You know what Nelly loves more than being featured on a country song? Band-aids on the face. Absolutely nothing. (laughs) But it's a cool thing that he's representing our city and our genre. I mean, the guy actually released an entire country album, like, last year. Mm -hmm. So, 
I feel like Florida Georgia Line introduced him to the country world in 2012 with Cruz, and then he just, the twangs and the y'all just took over. We're on Tim McGraw. Yeah, yeah, Tim McGraw. Yeah. Okay, yeah, that too, but like that was so much long before that. Anyway, we all know it's not a secret. If he can get on the track, he's going to get on the track. So it absolutely caught our attention when a couple weeks ago Walker Hayes dropped his new song, Y'all Life, and tell me what sounds familiar here. Nelly's iconic country grammar lyrics in a more fun way, and now Walker's teasing the collab with Nelly to come out next. You have to. I mean, it's it's in there. Like, there's no other way around it. When we talked to Walker Hayes at Ballpark Village for his performance, he actually said that that is uh, public domain because it's actually down, down, baby, down by the roller coaster. It's like an old school, like, yeah, the Nelly, Nelly Reed, double, yeah. Remix. double Dutch, you know? Yeah. And uh, then Nelly took it, and now it's Walker Hayes. So it's like the game of telephone. It just, it's countrified. I feel like Walker's personality fits Nelly's lyrics more, though. Like, that's the Drew Walker, you know? Yeah. The, the gangster part of it, you know? Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's him. It fits him. You know, all the gangsters on dancing on right, TikTok. Right. I know. It's all the kids. <laughs> all I know is you can't have Nelly in the news and not mention it around here. So you can see the full video for Y'all Life because it's actually a good video. Do the young kids now know Nelly with the young kids? You better. Are we seeing a downfall of Nashville begin? Uh, I don't know about that. Don't think that this is one city just hating on another, by the way. That's not the case because we love Nashville, but it, it is a big statement. It's something I've been thinking about for a while because, of course, Nashville is the country music hub and it's a great town, so much fun and so many fun things to do, a popular tourist attraction, but I feel like the sparkle is kind of wearing out. Really? Even, like, from country music's perspective? I kind of think so. Wow. It just feels like, it just feels like a lot, especially because so many people are moving there now and it's growing so quickly. I looked it up and rent for a studio apartment. Oh, it's insane. $1,700 a month. Wow. A studio. Wow. That's like what? 300 square feet. But yeah, barely. <laughs> you can barely move around in there. Can't even have actual furniture. Like, so Nashville, the, the saying is like, if there's cranes, that's a good thing because there's construction. There's, uh, yeah. there's, it, it's, they're, they're progressing. That's how Nashville is. But like you said, you can't afford anything once you get there. But it's been the city for like the past five years. Like Seattle had its run for a while. Now yeah. it's Nashville. I just don't see country music getting away from it. But now that they're going to this like all stream broadcast, I think the priorities are changing. So that's why I brought this up because the ACM, the Academy of Country Music Awards, is leaving Nashville. And this year it will be held in Dallas. But you also may remember that the ACMs are that award show that no longer air on cable. It's Mm -hmm. streamable through Amazon Prime Video, a.k.a. no one's probably going to watch it. But they said while they're in the momentum of doing things differently and giving things a change, they're going to switch up the location too. And I kind of like this. I like it too. So I think that overall the production is going to be better. Fewer eyes are going to be on it, but... 
like the Grand Ole Opry. It's where they normally have it in Nashville, I believe, right? On those grounds? Uh, I actually don't know. But this time, is it going to be at AT&T Stadium? So, no, this is going to be like the practice facility. In 2015, it was at AT&T, which is 100,000 people that you can So I'm thinking like, okay, you're not going to need those numbers in the audience. This place only holds like ten or 12,000. Right. So I don't know... I think I think we're going to see what, what awards it was the CMAs where Kelsey Ballerini hosted and they were popping around all these different locations, all these different sites. Yeah, I think that's how it's going to be. Yeah, I agree. But I think it does feel fresh that it's in a new location. No hate to Nashville, but could this lead to more events leaving Music City, especially now that you could work from anywhere, like you said, especially because other cities like Scottsdale, mm-hmm. Austin. Tulsa out of nowhere. Everything's kind of blowing up in the same way that Nashville did about five years ago. And I'm, yeah, it's very true. And I'm also thinking that, like, logistically for country music, if, you, if you're going to have kind of pop-up shows, you can stream all of this where Blake Shelton is performing at maybe his house in Oklahoma or Kelsey Ballerini is hosting as she was from her house. You don't have to pay logistics to get people places. So right. you're not having to move them from Nashville to Texas. So it's all going to be interesting, but I, I like the future for it. I like it too. I don't know, you know, what whatever city is going to be the next big thing. The only thing I do know is that it's not St. Louis. Oh, come on! Come on! What if for your next birthday I put your ugliest photo on the KKK view? That would be, um... Uh, it would be par for the course. For what you. would that photo uh, be? Yeah. What would that photo be? I don't know. I, I did baby modeling back in the day. No, those are just cute photos. That's not embarrassing <laughs> at all. You've That's got true. a portfolio of embarrassing photos of you in radio over the years. That is very true. That is very true. However, <laughs> it was Luke Bryan's birthday over the weekend. He turned 46. And you know his family. They don't do anything too sweet or sentimental. They keep everybody, everything is about laughing yeah. in their house, which is why his wife Caroline got him two birthday cakes. One is a very cool giant replica of his beer brand, Tulane. He's and very he, proud of that, by the way. It's like a cake this big replica of his beer, yeah. which I thought was pretty cool. But then I kept looking, and she also made another cake where she brought out the big guns. It's covered in all of his least flattering photos. If you've ever seen an embarrassing photo of Luke Bryan, it's on this cake. Just one of him looking like Bob Ross is amazing. I know. <laughs> like the wigs that you have in some trunk stored away somewhere. Like, yeah. Wow. Or, 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 or the freeze frame during an interview where he's like, oh, you can hear, you can see it. <laughs> I love their funny. sense of humor. They, they never feel like they need to keep things glossy, yeah. if you will, or like nothing's too curated. I wonder if he did this for her, how she would feel. Because I'm wondering that right now. Like, if I did this for my wife, but I found the most embarrassing photos ever of her and put it on a cake, I'm pretty sure she'd be very upset. She would hate it. I'm also pretty sure we've got two super different humans at our Like, that's apples and oranges because yeah. I feel like if she's pulling this, she knows that he's about to get her back. Yeah, because yeah. they have prank wars every year. I mean, this is the thing that they do. Right. So. Yeah. It looks like he's sending her these photos so he knows they're going to be used at some point <laughs> back against him. Yeah. Country artist shining some light on Eureka Mo. What? Now Matt Jordan is a Missouri guy. He's from Eureka. I I think him and his family might actually still live here, even though he's doing some big things with his blossoming country music career. You've seen him open at Hot Country Nights, at Songs for Soldiers, um, and I'm sure there's other shows I'm forgetting about also, but he's got a new single out. It's called Your Town. And the music video made its way all the way to, like, all the country music news websites. 
Matt Jordan features his hometown. Yeah. And I'm like, that's our hometown. I know that place. How do I not know that? So, yeah, the video is all, well, it's all in Eureka. If you're from there or the you're familiar with the area, you'll definitely recognize the baseball field he's on, the, like, alleyways that he's walking through. And I think it's really fun to know that um, there's finally, like, another country artist from the greater St. Louis area who's out there doing things because other than Alexandra Kay and Rissy Palmer, I don't know that we really have many. From, like, right in St. Louis? From our area, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Eureka is beautiful. I love traveling through Eureka. Six Flags is my favorite part. <laughs> the whole video is just him on the Screaming Eagle. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's a, it's a pretty, like, uh, not a slow song, but it's kind of like a... It pulls the heartstrings a little bit. I'll put it this way. I was with one of his friends recently, and his friend said, I think of Matt's voice as a modern-day Springsteen. Oh, okay. And yeah. I can't... Like, that's right on the money. When you yeah. listen to it, that's exactly how he sounds. So, you know, it helps that, like, not only is he from here, but he's good. Yeah. <laughs> There's, like, a yeah, scratchiness yeah. to his voice. Yeah, kind of yeah. get Maury. I definitely get that now that you say Springsteen. I play. I really do like Eureka. I think that there, it is a very beautiful area. I used to ride my motorcycle from Fenton to Eureka. And Brookdale Farms is over there. It's just a great area. Eureka's having a moment right now, especially yeah. with, like, The Bachelor that just came from there. Got some TV time about it. Hopefully this is more positive. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Have you ever considered a tattoo of a song lyric? Gotta be honest, not really. Yeah. Does it hit you any type of way? Uh, or you don't feel like you have that? I've got some stupid tattoos already, so I'll just skip another one. I like that answer. <laughs> Carly Pierce was surprised when she met a fan who got a tattoo of a line of her lyrics. The man told Carly his story of addiction and the journey of overcoming it and how her song, called It Won't Always Be Like This, helped him through that time. So he went ahead and got it tattooed. It, it literally says, it won't always be like this. That is wild. That was crazy. And for him to be vulnerable enough to tell his story of addiction and that he overcame that, it's powerful. And to see that, it was really amazing. And it just shows me the power of music and we can change lives with lyrics. Yeah. Totally different direction than I thought this was going to go. What did you think it was going to I was thinking like fun lyrics, you know, like that's a great story and everything. But I was thinking Uh like, you know, different songs, like Redneck Woman, you know, something like that. (laughs) Find that tattooed on my chest. Thug Life or Redneck Woman. Thug Life. (laughs) Barefoot on the front porch or whatever. Honky Tonk, but Donka Donk right on the the tush. Maybe that's what I was thinking of. But I like this. I I like that her, her music has obviously impacted this guy. I don't think I could go as far as putting the ink on my body. You know, I don't think so either. I have seen this a lot when it comes to artists and bands. Fans will come up and they'll say, oh, I love your song so much. I literally got it tattooed. And that's kind of got to be a lot of pressure because then as an artist, you think, man, I wrote that song. I was just like drunk and mad when I wrote that. And you got it tattooed that. on you. <laughs> <laughs> I asked it on the Facebook page. Go find us at 92.3 W-I-L and let us know. Have you ever gotten a tattoo based on like a song lyric or what would you ever? What would you consider? Tell us what you think. I would do a song before an artist for sure. Okay. Like not a person, you know. You don't want to put a person's name or face on your body. No, I agree. Draw the line there. Me, remember yesterday when I asked you if you'd ever get a tattoo based off a song lyric? Yeah, I said honky tonk badonka donk right on the tush. <laughs> right there. Well, then I asked Facebook, have you gotten a tattoo of a song lyric or would you? And they actually all showed up with the pictures. Seriously? Yes, we've got a country boy can survive. We got an okay. Eric Church put some feel good in my soul. Even Mary posted a photo for a tattoo for her dad that said, 
says you should be here at Colson Dallas. I like that. That's there good. Are, okay. Yeah, there are a lot of really good ones. Casey covers country. Yeah.